Hey there, welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today we are going to be talking about Victoria, BC. Um, this is going to be the first of a couple episodes that we're recording. It's one of our favorite cities. Really easy for us to get to since we live in the Seattle area. And yeah, we're going to tell you all about some of the best activities, um, what we like the parts of the city that we enjoy, how it's all laid out, all that stuff. And then um, in some other episodes, we'll dig into our favorite hotels and restaurants. We've got a web, an episode of um, the kids talking about what they like, which is hilarious. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, so let's chat about Victoria. Um, where is Victoria located? In the Pacific Northwest, but in Canada. Is it just in Canada? Or is it on Vancouver Island? Oh, yeah. Well, it's there, too. Yeah. Canada is a big place. It's yeah. got lots of islands. So Victoria, B.C., it's the um, capital of British Columbia. So it's located on the southern tip of Vancouver Island. And my fun fact about the city of Victoria is, did you know that it is farther south than the northernmost city in Washington? That is bonker balls. It's true. It's true. Um, Bellingham is farther north than Victoria. I did not know that. Yep, it's true. But it makes sense. Like, I think that's maybe why I got Canadian channels growing up as a kid in Port Townsend. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But you didn't get Bellingham channels? Mm, not that I remember. Yeah, I don't know if they have them. Um, anyways, though, so it is located at the southern tip of Vancouver Island, which is huge. Um, goes all along the um, British Columbian coast up to the Sunshine Coast and then um, stops just shy of southeast Alaska. But yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, and in Victoria, when, when you first get there, most people are going to be arriving either by boat or seaplane, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you're coming, if you're going from the States. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll chat about that in a different episode too. Um, the inner Harbor is the main area of Victoria that most people think of when they think of uh, the beautiful pictures of the parliament building and the Empress hotel and all that. Um, so that's usually, that's going to be your first impression of the city. And we've gotten, gosh, we've gotten to land in Victoria on a seaplane. We've come in on the Clipper. We've come in on the Coho Ferry. We've even gone sailing out of Victoria and back in. So I think we've, I think we've hit almost each of the different ways to get there. Yes. Except for driving all the way up through and around like just in a car the whole entire way. We always take a ferry to get there or a plane. Yeah. I'm confused. Could you imagine driving up through Canada and then trying to find some other way to get around there? Well, no, you, you can't actually drive onto Vancouver Island. Oh, I guess that's why it's called an island. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't drive onto Vancouver Island. I mean, you can drive onto a BC ferry or the Coho Ferry, but there's no bridge. Good times. Um... So yeah, so Inner Harbor, it's a pretty cool spot. It's where most you're, you're going to find most of your tourists, you know, hanging out. It's where you've got your nice outdoor patio seating in the summer, all that stuff. But um, let's just kind of dig right into our favorite activities to do in Victoria. Um, where's your favorite place to visit? Mm, that's tough. Um, I, I think it has to be... Um, I love going to Bouchard Gardens. Um, it's one of my favorite places um, outside of like eating in Victoria. Well, why don't we talk about Bouchard Gardens real quick then? Okay. I mean, 
it's going to take a lot to talk about because it's huge. Um, yeah, Bouchard Gardens is really amazing. So it started being constructed in 1908, I think it was. And um, I'll double check that. But 1908, and... It was a private garden that then was opened up to the public. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, when you first go in and start to tour, you go into this sunken garden that is amazing. It used to be an old quarry that they dug out and renovated and installed fountains and built up a mound. And it's just, it's crazy. It's, I think, my favorite part of the whole gardens. Um, and we were just there actually a couple, uh, what was it, last week. Mm -hmm. for Christmas and that was the most amazing holiday display I've ever seen in my entire life yeah and we've seen quite a few holiday displays yeah. over time yeah we were just down in St. Augustine for Nights of Lights and this was they go they go all crazy. out <laughs> yeah they go all out lights everywhere um so many great uh different displays they do the 12 days of Christmas uh spread out throughout the whole entire gardens and so it gives the kids um, you know, something fun to do to go around. It's in. like a Christmas scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah, hunt. Christmas scavenger hunt. Um, but the lights are just so amazing. Um, it's just breath breathtaking. You have to see it in person. Yeah, but um, it's not set up like that year-round. The rest of the year, it's this amazing flower garden. So we've got um, everything from flowers to forest areas. You've got the Japanese garden, which I think is really, really cool. You have a beautiful rose garden. Oh, yeah, the rose garden is insane. So many. And then um, the Italianate Garden, mm. that's the one that has the fountains and it has yep. the, what is it, like an eight-pointed star in it. And, and, um, and what are those those flowers that, um, oh my gosh, it's just, I can't think of them, but they have like lots of different spikes. And they're super, super pretty at the end of summer. they're super pretty. Dahlias. Yes. Those, that Dahlia yeah. Garden that they have is really amazing. Yeah, that's, I, that is definitely, if you get to visit Victoria at the end of summer, so we're talking September, um, that's when the dahlias are at their peak. And really, that's, I think, yeah, good call. That's one of the coolest things at Bouchard Gardens. Thank you for having us talk about that first. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been going there since I was a kid. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite places. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny. The first time that we went up there in the summer, it was a couple years ago. It was our first time actually um, going away from Oliver. That's right. It was our very, very first trip where we left him with grandpa and grandma and Elliot wasn't born yet. And we took the boat up to Victoria. No, we didn't take the boat up to Victoria. We flew to Victoria on the seaplane. Sea yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then oh, so Kenmore Air, right? Yeah. Yeah. We flew on Kenmore Air from Seattle down on Lake Union up to the Inner Harbor. And then we stayed at the Hotel Zed, which we'll talk about that in our hotel episode. Um Really cool place. And we rented bikes and rode from Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's part of the hotel episode. <laughs> um, we rented bikes and we rode on the Galloping Goose Trail all the way up to the Bouchard Gardens, which if you look at a map of the island or the Victoria area, and there's that in the show notes, you can see how far that is. It's actually kind of bonkers. Driving in a car, it's a half an hour. So on a bike, it's a little far. But... um. It's absolutely beautiful, actually pretty easy for the most part. And then, well, they've got great riding trails. Yeah, gosh, Vancouver Island is made for bikers. It's amazing. I wish that it was that well, I don't know, set up and bike friendly down here. <laughs> but not complaining. Um, but yeah, so then you ride up on the Galloping Goose 
up to Bouchard Gardens, and then right next to the gardens is this little sleepy town called Brentwood Bay, and you can actually catch a little tiny, maybe like a 10, 12-car ferry that takes you over to Mill Bay across the way. Um, it's beautiful. It's the coolest little part of the island. And then riding back, you get to ride through Saanich, and the um, we rode through sunflower fields, and there's wineries there. Um, yeah, gosh, it's... That I've got to say is one of the best like Pacific Northwest summer activities is biking around the Victoria area. Yes, biking and eating. There's a great restaurant there in Brentwood Bay, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about restaurants <laughs> in a different episode. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with like biking or the gardens? Because I mean, we could just chat about the gardens all day. But there's no, more. no, I'm 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 good on flowers right now. Okay. <laughs> so then moving back into the main city of Victoria, um, you know, it's it, being built in the Victorian area, area, era. There you um, go. I, I know. <laughs> it's got some really awesome architecture. And I think the two really eye-catching um, buildings that you'll see are, I mentioned them already, the Parliament and the Empress Hotel. So we got to take the kids into the Parliament building a couple months ago and tour it. That was the coolest rotunda. Yeah, the coolest rotunda, and it was a great tour. Yeah. Was that the one where they wear costumes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, so costume, costumed tour guides. It's actually a free activity, which is cool. You still have to get a ticket, um, but just to make sure that they don't bring too many people in. But it's a free activity. There's lots of... Um, cool art within the parliament building, including um, a really amazing canoe. Um, First Nations culture is really big and really strong on Vancouver Island, so it's really well embodied all around British Columbia, and it's at the center of the parliament building, which I thought was pretty neat to have it be like that. So, um, yeah, so that's definitely something to check out, and also at, at Christmas time during the holidays, they've got well, it's always covered in Christmas lights, yeah. like year-round, but they add red and green to the white <laughs> <laughs> for the holidays. It's just like, well, at night, if you see the Parliament building, it's just amazing. It's it's funny. It's kind of like an afterthought. Like, hey, we can add a strand of lights and make it look Christmassy. But yeah, um, and then the Empress is the other big eye-catching piece of architecture that's right there off the Inner Harbor. And um, you know, we've never stayed there. We haven't stayed there. It's if you like old world charm, it's a great place. Um, but we've always stayed at places that had a little extra comfort and amenities. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, and you know what? You haven't got to do that. I've gotten to do is have tea at the Empress. That's I, right. But I've had tea at Murchie's. Yeah. Well, and that's that's like the lower class version that <laughs> is just as delicious. Well, it's not quite as delicious. Tea at the Empress really is. Amazing, even if you're not into being fancy schmancy. I've never even had high tea of what? any kind, <laughs> so I really don't know what I'm missing. I've had several high teas in several places in the in the UK and in Canada, and um, you know the Empress's high tea is amazing. Hmm. So, awesome, awesome finger sandwiches. We will have to try that sometime. I know the kids would love finger yeah. sandwiches. So that's definitely that's also something you kind of need to budget for. Um, so I was just checking prices on that yesterday, and um, the current price. Do you remember what I told you it was? 
$69? No. Um, well, American, maybe it's $69, oh. but it's 92 Canadian. Oh, 92 Canadian. 92 Canadian a person. So, um, and it has a dress code and all that stuff. So, on our next trip, you'll get to experience it. Um, where do you want to chat about next? Hmm. How about um, Beacon Hill Park? Okay, I love Beacon Hill Park. What do you like about it? I like everything about it. But particularly, I like the um, free-range peacocks, mm -hmm. free-range urban peacocks. Those are pretty awesome. Um, they literally are just hanging out in the park and eating, eating and stopping traffic. And yeah, <laughs> the, the kids also enjoy them. <laughs> but they don't understand why some are pretty and some are not. Yeah, so we had to have the whole talk about peacocks versus peahens. And there were so many of them that, yeah, but... They um, just I, roam around the property. Yeah, they're a great attraction. Um, but, you know, my favorite thing besides the peacocks is, it, and granted, Beacon Hill Park is humongous. It's, it's enormous. It's got, it's got ponds. It has um, imperial-style gardens. It has a Japanese-style garden, rose garden, all that. And a great it's got playground. A really great children's garden, I guess you could say, yep. and a petting zoo even. Um, but my favorite feature is the world's tallest totem pole is located in Beacon Hill Park. So if you um, don't know how to get to it, that's okay. If you are near the bluff, you can um, basically look around until you see a ridiculously tall totem pole sticking out of the trees. <laughs> and then you can get there. But it is, it's huge. Um, we were trying to count how many creatures are featured on it last week. And 18. I said 21. I don't know. Need to figure it out. We can research that. But um, it's really, it's really, really cool. So put that on your totem pole scavenger hunt, which, by the way, there's a link to our totem pole scavenger hunt in the podcast show notes. So make sure that you check that out. It's a great way to explore Victoria on foot and with kids. It's a really, really cool, interesting way to find um, what we would probably call public art, but really great First Nations installments all around town. So, um, but yeah, Beacon Hill Park. It's awesome. There's also great walking trails that lead you through the woods and along the bluff. Um, you can watch for whales in the summertime if you wanted yeah. to. There's yeah. tons of really great viewpoints and stuff there, but it's such a huge park. Again, a great place, whether or not you want to walk or you want to take a vacation jog or... A vacation um, jog. A vacation jog. Um, you know, those people who will, like go on vacation and they still go out and they're active and go running um i actually run when i'm on vacation or on work trips and i mm -hmm. don't do it at home yeah isn't that weird <laughs> right um i think my favorite like run trip that I ever had uh while traveling was um through the streets of paris that was my favorite five o'clock in the morning smelling bread that's a different episode yeah i went for a run a couple months ago in billings and i fell and i hurt myself really bad mm. yeah um, that was the last time I went running on a trip. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Royal BC Museum next. Okay. So we've gotten to visit the Royal BC a couple times. Um, this most recent time, and unfortunately the exhibit isn't there anymore. It's over. The Mayan? Yeah. Maya, Rise of the Great Jaguar. It was amazing. Um, before that, the special exhibit that they had that we went to was the... Um, it was Egypt, right? Yeah, the Egyptology exhibit. Mm -hmm. So every, every time we go, there's a new special exhibit, which makes it a really cool place to continually return to. I mean, their their permanent collection is really, really cool, especially all of their First Nations, like the um, the 
hall of, oh, what's it called? It's a hall of language or hall of... I know, I'm trying to think of what the First Nations um, language uh, area is called. I think what's really cool about it, though, I, I don't know what the name of it is, but you can um, go in and listen to all of the different languages that are spoken uh, around Vancouver Island. and uh, Our living people. languages, First Peoples' okay. voices, there that's what it is. Yeah, um, and, uh, and also see like how many people still speak that language and what they're trying to do to uh, um, you know, help um, teach the language and, and keep them alive. To both preserve All, the language yeah. and restore it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as Canada continued to spread like the Western government across and um, displace and decimate the um, different First Nations tribes, they started killing the languages. So now um, there's a really active effort to bring them all back. So um, there's a really, in, in the show notes, you'll find a link to the First People's Gallery, and that's where it'll talk about everything from the Totem Hall, which the Totem Hall is actually my favorite room. The kids get creeped out there. I know, the kids totally get creeped out. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I like that room with all the masks, too, which is right around the corner from yeah, that, I well, think. Yeah, right? it is, but it's also, I think that's actually, that is kind of creepy. It's got masks that There's transition. shadows, yeah. yeah. I know, but but no, it's, it's an amazing museum, whether you're there for a special exhibit or you are there to just explore the natural history side or the um, First Nations side. It's well worth time spent, and I would say a lot, two hours for it at least. Yeah, well, I think my parents spent like that much time in there, like two to three hours just walking around the museum. Yeah, it's, They loved it. Yeah, and you know what? Out back, behind, this sounds weird, but behind the museum, they, they actually do a food truck park. Not those restaurants, that's for another episode. Okay, we won't talk about that. But there is a food truck park behind the Royal mm-hmm. BBC Museum. Um, let's chat about a Miniature another... world. Oh. oh, what? I was going to say miniature world. I was going to save that for the boys. Okay. They could talk about it. They can talk about Unless it Unless you feel really passionate. You know, it was a great activity to take the kids on. Um, I thought it was actually... As an adult, I was extremely impressed. It. <laughs> we've always avoided it, but we decided to do it this time because it was freezing cold outside. Um, and it uh, gave us an opportunity to go try something new. And uh, at this time of year, it was great because uh, they actually had Santa is hidden throughout um, uh, the different exhibits. And if you found them all, all six of them, uh, then you won a year membership to Venture World, and yeah. the kids did. So the kids now, so now we, when we go to Victoria next time, we get to go right there because they have passes and they the won't exhibits let us are forget. amazing. It's pretty cool to see just how detailed uh, these little miniature exhibits so, are. So yeah, so what Miniature World is is it is a really enormous collection of dioramas. Like think of like dioramas like you made in elementary school to talk about chapter books or but much like more that. impressive oh my gosh it's insane it's it's they they look like miniature film sets yeah you just have to kind of squat down and get eye level with it and all of a sudden it starts to come to life not really but um you know there's just a lot of depth to it and a lot of detail a great place to use a phone camera with really good portrait photography <laughs> <laughs> i took some really cool pictures um but no so the place that i wanted to talk about next besides miniature world because we were kind of talking about history and stuff was um chinatown oh yeah the oldest chinatown in canada is located in victoria which makes sense because it's the farthest west city um so it's the closest to china but yeah it's um it's beautiful 
especially at night. This time we got to be there to see it um, in the rain at night, which sounds weird and like you would want to avoid it. It makes everything sparkle a little bit more because there's tons of neon. So it's um, between that, like the vintage neon and the Chinatown gate. It has, I would say, one of the largest China gates that I've ever seen. It's it's as big as the one or bigger than the one in Washington, D.C., yep, which is really also beautiful. really impressive. Um, dragons everywhere. The boys love finding oh, dragons. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's really cool. Oh, and the other highlight to Chinatown is Fantan Alley, which is the narrow... The, yeah, I can't speak. The narrowest. The most narrow street <laughs> in North America. And it, it really is. We've got pictures of us trying to be Spider-Man. <laughs> it is really cool. It's, it's neat. It's so. hard to walk down it with an umbrella open. Yeah, which is ironic that there's a... Umbrella store yeah. in Fantanelli. They want to see you go out and try to open it and watch your umbrella break. Yeah. I bet they actually sell a lot of umbrellas from people doing that. I don't know. Good times. Um, so going away from the history side and going towards more of the tourist side, um, in Victoria, there's a couple waterfront neighborhood areas. So one of them is, of course, the main waterfront marina of the Inner Harbor that you see you know, as you walk from place to place. Um, that's where you'll catch a lot of the um, whale watching tours. And we actually got to go sailing with some friends out of there too. So that's where you'll see most of the sailboats. Um, if you want to do the crazy like Zodiac whale watching tours where you go on, I don't know, if you don't know what a Zodiac, how would you describe what a Zodiac is? It's like a weird speedboat thingy, right? Yeah, it's like a, like a rubber speedboat that is really rough and tumble and it's not my thing um you would catch it there but then across the way um over by fisherman's wharf is where you can get um some other different sorts of whale watching so we actually we went out with orca spirit adventures a couple months ago and it was awesome we got to go up into um the strait is it strait of georgia Uh oh i gotta look on a map i'm not uh um I know. Your maps That's, aren't your thing. Maps are not my thing. That's Navigation okay. is not my thing. I can look real quick. But um, we went out with Orca Spirit Adventures and um, it was Haro Strait. That's what it was, the Haro Strait. It's what goes in between San Juan Island and Vancouver Island. So that's where we headed um, to do whale watching. And we actually saw a really awesome pot of orcas that was being really active. Um, and I thought it was super fun. We did our... Our boat actually ended up having a malfunction, and we got transferred to a different boat while we were out there. But um, it was safe. Yeah, it was seamless, though. Yeah, it was seamless, and it's still super fun. And the kids enjoyed it, so... Yeah, who doesn't like whale watching? I love whale watching. It's the best. Um, so, yeah, you can catch that right there in the Inner Harbor as well or over at Fisherman's Wharf. And um, Fisherman's Wharf is kind of funny because, well, that's what we'll talk about next. It's not really active in terms of, like, when you think Fisherman's Wharf... For me, I think like the large fishing boats coming in and like fish processing and um. yeah, no. Instead, it's like a a cute little waterfront community of homes and businesses uh, and right on the water that are super colorful. Yeah, it's um, I, I'd say it's it's one of the most Instagrammable spots in Victoria. Yes, and I can't wait to get a picture of us eating there because that is yet to happen, and we've tried twice. That you know, I did get one that makes it look like we're eating there. Hmm. So we went this last time, and it was December, and everything closes down for the season. If you listen to our um, 
our podcast episodes about the Bay of Fundy or um, Lunenburg and like Peggy's Cove, you'll you're, you'll hear us talk about everything being closed for the season, seasonal, <laughs> in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, it's kind of the same in British Columbia, you know. Well, just in that one spot, because they're all small, tiny walk-up restaurants. So it's just always an outdoor experience or an open-air experience. So even though it was um, the first time we tried to go there, it was torrential downpour, (laughs) and there was no way we were going to get any shelter to eat. So we took the cool little Willy Wonka ferry boat, um, taxi boat, uh, back over to our hotel. Yeah, the little harbor ferries. Yeah, but then the, the second time, it was absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, sunny, crisp air in December. It was like the most perfect Victorian day. It was day. beautiful, and the pictures <laughs> show it, but everything's closed because yeah. it's cold. You know, we just strike out a lot. That's all right. We still had some good food. Yeah, no, it's true. Which we'll talk about another time. Yeah, different episode. Um, but you know, since you brought up the harbor ferry, that's something that you've got to you've got to watch for in the summertime in Victoria. They do it on the weekends. They do the water ballet. <laughs> it's hilarious. And so they broadcast music and then all these cute little they're like they're like bumper boats almost, but they're taxis. Um they do a synchronized water ballet where they I don't know, they they dr- go around yeah. in the inner harbor in <laughs> it's awesome. Synchronized boating. Yeah. Did you know that was a sport? I don't know if it's actually a sport, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, you can tell that we really, we really love Victoria, and that's why we're going to have a couple podcast episodes for you to listen to. Um, if you have any questions, always feel free to send us a message through the blog um, or on social media, and we will help you out. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Victoria's, Victoria has Smarties. Oh, yeah. And... We'll have to talk about Canadian candy when we talk about Mm -hmm. restaurants and stuff because, yeah, good times. All right. Well, that is it for now. Um, Be sure to check out our other episodes about Victoria. Be sure to check out everything about Nova Scotia, too. We really love Canada and love to talk about it. So lots of info. And if you have anything else that you want us to cover, also leave us a comment or send us a note, and we will try to do a podcast episode about it. So... All right. Take care. Bye. Awesome. See you guys. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be a guest on the Two Travel Dads podcast or would like to sponsor it, go ahead and visit us at bit.ly slash 2TDwork.